This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton postgame show with Al and Jerry. All right, here we go. Monday morning, the postgame podcast with Jerry and Al. What's up, Al? How are we doing? All right. Oh, hi, Jerry. Hi. Dude, you must have good. had an awesome weekend. Awesome Why weekend. Why is that? Yeah. Well, the Rangers won Saturday. Oh, you don't care about that. The Mets won on Saturday that. and Sunday, so that's a good thing for that you. That was good. I like that. An American Pharaoh. What won, is that? Won the Preakness on oh, Saturday. Pre- yeah, rate horse racing. How great is that? Well, everyone I saw was excited about, uh, and I feel like this happens every year where they go, oh, we've got a triple crown contender. Doesn't this happen every year where the horse... It does not happen every it year. It doesn't? No. They make a big deal out of the triple crown. Who cares? It's uh, horse I don't. racing. You don't. A lot I of people don't. do. Now, will you tune in to, what is it, the Belmont? Not is a the, chance. Not a chance, right? No, not a chance. But would you kind of be interested in the results? Not really. No. And here's the beauty of this show. It's on Saturday. I'm good. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't true. Have to worry about it. I'll see it on. Someone will tweet it, and I'll so, be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, and if you go out to dinner that night, if you go to a bar, you know, a bar and grill, it'll be on somewhere. You'll see it. But I don't. I like horse racing from this standpoint. It's a fun afternoon out. You want to take the kids, go see the horses. Fine, bet you know, make some bets. Would you go so to like the Mammoth Park? Is Mom- Absolutely, at least once a summer, I will yeah. go to Mammoth Park. It's it's like I said, it's a nice day out. You pick a nice sunny day. It's awesome. Beyond that, I'm good. I don't really, I don't know. I don't get into it. They're animals. It's yeah. whatever. Now, when okay. you go out to Mammoth Park and do you bet, you'll bet on every race, like two dollars. Uh, no, usually I probably bet. I would say uh, I'll usually go with about one hundred and fifty dollars to bet. Really? So that's a, that's quite a lot of cash, Jerry Recco. Usually I would bet, you know, a trifecta here or there. Those are too complicated to me. I don't even know what that means. Bet me, the trifecta. Now, ironically enough, I'll give you a quick story since you brought up the horse race. Well, I guess I brought up the horse racing, but you told me to. Um, so in our when I was meeting, I was a senior in high school, right? And I had a buddy of mine who was huge into the horses because his dad was. As a matter of fact, he still is to this day. And so he's, as a senior, we're going to the racetrack. I, we were 18, and it was all good. And he's teaching me how to do race times. So you would look at the horse's last six or seven races on that specific type of track, a six furlong track, a mile and an eighth, whatever it might be. And you would literally would average out the horse's time over the last five, at least five races. And you would come up with an average time. You would go for each horse that was in the race and you would take the top three horses or four horses. And then you would box a trifecta with four horses. And we would spend some good money to be quite frank. And the first day I I did it with him, I left there with $650 in my pocket. I was 18. I remember driving home. I'm like, I'm not working. I'm like, let's come back tomorrow. He's like, yeah, I'm in. If we can make $650 a day every day, five days a week through the summer, we'll have enough money to save through the winter. This is great. I don't have to go to college. Seriously, that's how stupid I was thinking as a senior. It took me four years to win another race. 
Wow. Four years. Now I didn't go back every day. And, and what's a trifecta? That means you, you're you you getting the first three you get horses the first, in order? first, second, and third in order, which yeah. is why you would box the trifecta, which costs more money. But now all you got to do is pick the top three horses in any to order. finish. And then what we would do is we would box four horses for the trifecta. And it would cost, I think it would cost $36 on a $1 box trifecta with four horses, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that. And so we would split it. And if one of those four was a long shot and it finished, say, second or first, God forbid, they're making thousands of dollars. And I got into it for a while, and that ended because I literally lost all my money in the next three months. I always wonder, why can't you put $2 down on every horse to win? Wouldn't you make money? No. Why? There's only how many horses in a race? In some cases, you will, and in a lot, you won't. So let's say there's 10 horses in a race. So that's $20. $20. Let's say the favorite wins that goes off at 2 to 1. Okay. You spent 20 to get back four. Got it. So it doesn't work. Now, if you have a day where a lot of long shots come in, you're going to make out like a bandit. If you have another day where a lot of the favorites come in, you're going to take a bath. Nose into that horse racing that Brian Monzo from the Mike Francesa show. He loves the horse racing. Yeah, a little too much. A little too much. Uh, Jerry, sad news over the weekend. Oh, I don't like sad news. Well, it's not. Oh, older fellow passed away. Former NFLer Garo Yapremian. Now, do you know who that is just by me saying Garo Yapremian? He was a Dolphins kicker, wasn't he? He was not? a Dolphins kicker who I know as a kid from football follies. Yes, with the uh, throwing the ball the wrong behind him, basically, picking up the ball in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, yeah. so the Super Bowl was Dolphins, Redskins. Redskins. Yeah. And I guess what it was, a, he was a field goal kicker, and mm-hmm. it was a bad snap. And he, and he tried, tried to run with it. He tried to improvise with it. And as he was running, he was going to get tackled, so he Whoop. thought... He would throw it, but when he went to go forward motion, the ball slipped out of his hand. That was the ultimate football folly to me. That one? Garo Yepremian. Yeah, that one is pretty good. Or, you remember that dude from the Vikings? uh, Wrong way? Jim Marshall. Jim Marshall. Wrong way, Marshall. Yeah, he picked up a fumble and ran the wrong way. And he was a great player. Yes. A long time. What do we remember him for? Pro defensive player. He ran 90 yards the wrong way. Yeah. And then who was the cowboy? Was it Leon Lett? In the Super Bowl against the Bills. Uh, what was that one? Well, Leon Lett picks up the fumble, runs down the sideline. Don Beebe chases him down from behind, and Lett puts his left of both arms out, basically. Left hand had the ball, and Beebe swipes it away right before he crossed the goal line. Now, it was 52-17 at the time. You don't get nuts, but if you had one of those boxes with the nine, you're pissed. And then who was the cowboy that did it in the Thanksgiving game in uh, in Dallas, but it was snowing oh, yeah, against that, the Dolphins? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Leon Lett. That was Leon Lett also. That was Leon Lett who... <laughs> so he was he, both he of those? He didn't realize it wasn't... Yeah, he didn't realize it wasn't a live ball. And he dives on it, keeps it alive, and then the Dolphins kicked the field goal after they had missed it. Yeah. That was... I mean, you talk about a brutal Thanksgiving. You go from thinking they've won... To, oh, no, no, what are you doing? Oh, now my weekend's ruined. And I was still an idiot at that time. I used to love football follies. Like, I would get the, you would, if you ordered Sports Illustrated, you would get the VHS tape, and Football Follies was one that they would send you with a subscription. Here's what I didn't like about Football Follies. I agree, the highlights in and of itself were awesome. I didn't like when they would talk over them with the goofy voices. Yeah. You ever notice that? I like the goofy music, but you're the right. The music's fine, but when they start voicing over some, I don't know, that yeah. I didn't like. But, I mean, how can you not? And there hasn't been a good remake really in a long time. Right. Football You're follies. better off watching America's Funniest Home Videos and you get some good stuff. Although there is on, I forget if it's True TV or if it's on Fox, there are some that are uh, sports-based, not pro 
But whether it's kids playing Little League, whether it's kids in the backyard playing wiffle ball, you get some pretty good Wacky ones. videos. Uh, yeah, wacky and almost dangerous videos. Oh, dangerous. Yeah, you ever see these people, these guys with the skateboards yes. going down railings and landing face first on concrete? Well, that's how Jackass started. They were skateboarder guys that used to do their own videos I didn't like know that. they were skateboarding yeah. guys. Skateboarding I mean, guys. That is just... And that's another thing I always say to you, too. We were talking about the hot air balloons last week. Like, who's the first person to say, like, when you see the BMX bikes and they go up the ramps and they're doing nine spins in the air, how do you do that first jump without killing yourself? Right. Like, who's the first guy that says, I'm going to take the skateboard, I'm going to flip it up off the back, I'm going to hop in the air, I'm going to grab it with my right hand, keep my feet on the board, I'm going to jump down that railing because that looks like a good idea, and if I miss, I might break my skull. Like, what an idiot comes up with that concept? I heard that one of those jackass guys, Steve-O or, or Johnny Knoxville, one of them was being interviewed on Howard Stern, and they, they said the key to not being injured like that is to, uh, you have to, you have to practice this, but you're supposed to relax your body Correct. when the crash is coming. So you don't, so when you're flipping you off the skateboard, up. you're supposed to just be limp. Because yes. then when you land, the impact isn't as, Correct. as hard as being all tensed up, but very easier to say than to actually do. But you do have to practice this. It's kind of like, oh, let's go back to the grappling days, Al. All kidding Grapplers. aside, a lot of what you practice in terms of grappling before you actually get on the mat and start fighting is how to avoid getting tense in all situations. Because right. once you get tense, you're done. You're using too much energy, and now you're also risking injury. If you just stay limp, it's very difficult for someone to get the proper grip on you, and it's also conserving energy. So whether it's that or wrestling, it all makes sense, actually. I'm going to practice that later. I'm just going to go limp and just keep falling down, just to, in case I ever fall. You go limp life. a lot? To fall down? No, I'm just asking, are you limp oh, a lot? Oh, not really. Like on a Friday night, are you limp? On Friday, I'm very tired. Very tired, so everything's limp and loose <laughs> and relaxed. Uh, Noah Syndergaard on oh, yeah. Sunday, Al. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, if you were limp on Sunday, you might not have seen it. So he pitched well uh, in the win over the Brewers. Pitched real well, actually. And I watched the first, I think I had the first four innings of this game on the radio. I went to John and Susan for a little while. And then I came back to the seventh inning, and they were talking about what he did to Carlos Gomez, and that they were hope that Gomez was okay. So he hits Gomez in the side of the head. Isn't it amazing how Carlos Gomez, and I'm laughing because it's something I'm looking at on the screen, not Carlos Gomez getting hit in the side of the head with a fastball, how he's A, fine, B, didn't crack his skull, C, doesn't have a concussion, D, got on a plane, and E, might play in a game tonight or tomorrow night, whatever. I found it strange that no one from the Mets went over to him when he got drilled in the head. Like, he gets drilled in the head and goes down. Everyone's just kind of standing there, and they wait for the Brewers guys to come over. Well, they have trainers. Yeah, but shouldn't you... The catcher should bend down, at least make an effort was, to make was it. Was Manel still in the game? Johnny Manel? Johnny Manel? That I don't know. Did I, you ever get drilled in uh, Little League? I got hit many times, yes. Did it ever throw off your game after that? Um, No, the only thing that threw off my game was either my brain, thinking too much, or be the weather. I was, I hated, and to this day, I hate playing in the rain. Or even in football, I didn't mind the snow, but the rain is miserable. You know, kids love playing in the mud yeah. in the rain. <laughs> Keep it. I'd rather be inside. But no, I don't. I never got hit. Like I got hit. In, uh, this is not a good story. I got hit in the uh, testicles. Mm. As a matter of fact, uh, with a fungo bat. I think I've told you this before. Maybe I haven't. And uh, my assistant, one of the coaches on the team. I think I was fourteen. Was just wailing on us because we played a lousy game the day before. I would say it took me a while not to be so gun shy 
even with the cup, it hurt like hell. But I kind of got over that. He hit you with a bat or with the ball no, coming off the fungo bat? he was bat. screaming ground balls at us. And they were skidding all of the grass was just freshly cut. And honestly, the ball was skidding all over the place. I thought a fungo bat was for pop flies. They can be, but you're going to ground balls with them too. And we were going back and forth with the outfielders, the infielders. A fungo bat, I guess, hit it higher and a little slow. I don't know exactly what they do, but he used this for everything. And let me tell you, it took me about a week to not be. I was, all right, let's pick it up on the left side, the backhand. But no, I mean, that would be the closest I ever got to say having that affect me. I'm not like Giancarlo Stain. You see the did you see the swing and miss he had yesterday with Shelby Miller? The ball almost hit him in the face and he swings at it. And he just kinda like waved at it like defensively. I didn't have that happen to me. But I've also never been hit in the head with the ball either. I got hit in the head the bat by a little T-ball kid, you know that. Right, that was uh, recently. Yeah, that wasn't good. My uh, father one time took us out to Merrill Park in uh, in Island, New Jersey. He was going to hit fly balls to me and my buddy out in the outfield. And my sister at the time had uh, a fresh mouthful of braces. Oh, boy. And she, for some reason, was standing on the pitcher's mound. She wasn't pitching to him, but that's where she decided where she was going to park herself for the day. Okay. Pitcher's mound. And, you know, we were sort of this one, uh, one more hit. And uh, my dad wanted to hit a, a deep pop fly to me and my buddy out there. And he threw the ball up and he hit it. Uh-oh. Line drive to her mouth. Oh, you're kidding. Hit her right in the mouth with the braces. That was a bad scene, although everything turned out okay. But That, that is a, a horrendous scene. Yeah, I could still remember that pretty clearly. Just that he was going for the deep fly ball and the way he hit it just went line drive back to the mound. I'll give you one somewhat relatable. And in this day and age, you see a lot of these deaths that happen from either kids getting hit in the head or a pitcher or whatever. I'm at Laguna Beach. Nice. Freshman or sophomore year of high school. My brother's in eighth grade. And we had my uncle, my uncle Joe, much older. He had to be in his 70s, early 70s at the time. Retired, living in Laguna Beach. And he's like, oh, the kids are over. My dad was out there for work, so me and my brother stayed with them during the day, and it was great, beautiful day. He's like, well, you guys play ball. Let's go play ball. So we go down to the local field. What do I know? I'm trying to impress my uncle. I hit a line, I think the second pitch, I hit a line drive right back at him, hit some square in the forehead, blood gushing everywhere. I'm yeah, like, what do you do? Ah! I think I just killed the guy. Turned out he was okay. He got stitches and everything. We got him right to the hospital. To this day, I sit there and say, how in the hell did he not die from that? Right. Did you apologize? Did you have to apologize for that? I don't know that I did because he was back that night and everything right. was fine. And we had a nice week thereafter, but we didn't play any more baseball. Let's give him a my bad. I might have given him a my bad. I also might have started crying. I don't remember. Oh. I was, I'm telling you, man. He was bleeding scene. all over the place. Not a good scene. You know, Al, we were obviously in uh, Connecticut over the weekend, and I know we did our big show from Mohegan Sun on Friday, which was awesome. So I shaved on Thursday morning, knowing I was coming to work and then driving straight up to Uncasville. And did not shave Friday or Saturday and figured I would do it Sunday, but I didn't do it Sunday either. And I woke up this morning at 2.30 and said, oh, my God, my face is too much. I, you know, I, you got to cut through it and everything. But very happy that I had my Harry's next to me, as a matter of fact. Not only did Harry's work beautifully, look at this face. It's so smooth. I love it. And I'm talking about my own face, by the way, which is kind of creepy. But that's how good these Harry's razors are in that they're smooth They're great. They cut through even the thickest of hair, and it has been great. And I'm telling you right now, if you haven't done it yet, go to Harry's and get your razors. Harry's starter set a razor, three of their high-quality German-engineered blades, a bottle of shaving cream, and free shipping. Al, let's go. You do have very thick hair all over your body. And I'm telling you, it was so smooth. It was great. Jerry, just go to harrys.com and enter the code... Oh, I've got the wrong one. Uh, enter the code POSTGAME at checkout, Jerry. You'll get $5 off your first order of a starter set with the promo code 
post-game, you can get a month's worth of shaving for just $10. That's harrys.com, code post-game at checkout, and change the way you shave, Jerry, forever. I have. Well, not shave, like we're not shaving you, you shave yourself. Yeah, I'll do myself, yeah. Jerry, uh, I, I'm not normally a fan of censorship, but I actually agree with this one. Okay. So Twitter is going to stop letting porn stars share pornographic photos on Twitter. I didn't know this existed, by the way, okay. until I looked at this up uh, when, when reading this story. If you follow particular porn stars on Twitter, they can post very graphic sexual photos. Well, I didn't think that was allowed. Well, my first question would be, wouldn't you know that's kind of why you're following them in the first place? I guess, but... Um, doesn't mean it should like be allowed. Facebook doesn't allow that. Well, do you remember the picture on the Cardinals? I forget his name. I apologize because I didn't realize you were doing this story, or did I see the story? There was a picture on the Cardinals who followed a bunch of these types yes. of people, and the Cardinals got wind of it because there would be young baseball fans that started following him, and all of a sudden... He's retweeting images that he shouldn't have been retweeting, and they actually made him. I think he actually shut down his Twitter account. He did. Uh, but so, I, yeah, I knew this stuff existed, actually. Yeah, I did not know that. And I'm all, uh, I, like I said, you're I'm all not for a, the Twitter porn, too, or the online porn. Well, that you know you where you're, you're getting. But if I'm on Twitter to read some news, I don't, know, I don't think But why would you see that unless you're following them? Or if someone retweeted it. That's a different issue. So now I think the retweet should not be allowed. In terms of the censorship, by the way, Twitter can do whatever the hell they want. I mean, do it yourself. But I would think, I don't know, to me, it's kind of like if I'm following Craig Carton, I'm expecting to hear things about him and the show. Yes. If I'm following Jenna Jameson, is that her name? Yes. I would be expecting to hear things about her and maybe pictures, too. Right. Yes. Well, that was, that was the problem. They're, they're very graphic, Jerry. But then anyone could follow them. So someone... 15 could be following Jenna Jameson. Well, then maybe your parents should have a little more control over There's what no they're There's no way your at. parents can, will control what Probably you're seeing not. on Twitter. That's a very good point, especially at 15. Jerry, I wanted to promote two in-studio guests tomorrow. Oh, good. Yay. Uh, Richard Lewis will be here. He's a comedian who I love, who I first discovered many, many years ago in the 80s on David Letterman. He's coming in. I think he's doing uh, the Letterman show tonight or Great. doing some type of quick appearance right. on Letterman tonight. And he'll be here tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. And also actor David Duchovny, who you may know from Californication, which if you haven't seen, great series. No, I know from X-Files. And from X-Files and that from many from. other things. Yeah. I, I have seen Californication a couple of times. Great show. Um, not it's a, a Showtime lot, series. Uh, yeah. it's, it's over now, but uh, it's one of those that you could do on Netflix. Okay. Where you could watch them all. I also saw him in a weird movie where he pretended to be married and had a family. I, I, it was the strangest movie I'd ever seen, but it was good, though. Yeah, I don't know that one. How is Eddie going to handle tomorrow? Eddie has told me he'll be wearing an X-Files t-shirt. Oh, God. Yeah. See, now, had you gotten Bob Dylan in tomorrow... That's I, not happening. I would have wore a Bob Dylan shirt. Well, Dylan's doing the... the Actually, I wouldn't have. Dylan's doing the Letterman show Tuesday, so, so maybe you can have Wednesday, maybe? That's not happening. He's not coming here. Um, I watched the other night, Friday night, Letterman had uh, Norm MacDonald on, the comedian. And Norm, at the end of his set, he did a stand-up set, actually started crying. Really? Yeah, but to me, it it seemed more like the guy was crying, and I get this, the guy was crying about uh, sort of... um, Time has flown by yes. in life. It's kind of like we we discussed this yeah. when Jeter retired, not on this right. podcast, but Jeter walks away and it's almost like, wow, I'm not young anymore. Right. Not that I'm old, but like, I don't know, you just expect to go to a Yankee game and see number two at shortstop. 
Right, because he's having people on now, like Norm MacDonald made his TV debut on Letterman. So they show the either a clip or a picture from that time, and now it's like, oh, here's Norm now, and Norm is an older guy now. Yes. And Letterman's an older guy, which means you sitting here watching, if you remember Norm uh, performing, you're an older man or woman now too. And it really is this, this, this uh, very similar to, like you said, how we had talked about the Derek Jeter retiring and what that means I'll give you in one. your life. I was discussing this the other day with Joe. I've known Joe since before he worked here when he was at the Kennedy School of Broadcasting. I was already in broadcasting, if that's what you want to call it. Oh, yeah, you broadcast. At the radio station in Elizabeth that you also worked at, as a matter of fact. WJDM. That's right. So in comes this Joe Beningo. They tell me I was getting paid to work with him. You're going to engineer the show since you're a sports guy. Great. I met Joe in 1994. Joe was 40 when I met him. Wow. I'm now 41, Joe's 61, or I'm whatever, however, I'm, there's right. 21 years difference or 20 years difference. I'm that guy now. Right. And these 20 years have gone by in a blink, which tells me I, we're going to be 85 in no time and yes. staring at a choice we'll still of eternity. Be, we'll still be doing this podcast, probably. You think at 85 yeah, we'll but still it'll be doing go right, podcast? It'll be delivered right to people's ears, though. You wouldn't have to download it. It'll be a live podcast. Yeah, go right to your ear. Instant. Instant to your eardrums. I think I'm depressed now. Yeah. Well, good luck. Enjoy the rest of your day. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.